The Motherhood Channel is your trusted source to provide in-depth information from UC San Diego experts focused on pregnancy, childbirth, and the first year of life. Visit uctv.tv slash motherhood for more. Breastfeeding is one of the most challenging and rewarding things that you will ever do. Today, we're going to be talking about some common questions that parents have when they're learning how to breastfeed their new baby. We know that preparation and support are critical to success. We're fortunate to have here today with us Nancy White, who's a board-certified lactation consultant and a nurse and has been taking care of mothers and babies for over 10 years. Thanks so much for being with us here today. Uh, let's jump right in. Great. So the first thing that I'd love to hear about are what are some of the ways that you recommend positioning a baby when a mom is learning how to breastfeed? Right. Well, thank you. And thank you for having me, Julia. Uh, so I think the main thing is when you're talking about a newborn baby, and that's what I'll speak to first, because most of our parents are probably dealing with newer babies. Um, it's very important when you, uh, of course, when you first have your baby, often in the labor and delivery, they'll put the baby on the chest and sort of the baby will just sort of spontaneously latch in the first hour or two of life. That's ideal. That's called the golden hour. However, uh, once the baby is progressing on the breastfeeding journey, uh, it is important to understand you have kind of a newborn who is needing a little bit of guidance as the moms are also learning, the babies are learning. So when you're positioning a baby, a couple things to think about is to have them in a position where they're kind of at breast level. Like I always like to say, you want them right at the restaurant so that you're not leaning over to them or having to pull them up. Even though they're little small babies, they can be pretty heavy. So have your baby positioned either with like a breastfeeding pillow, if you have like a My Breast Friend or a Boppy or just some pillows. So you have good support and the mom also has good support. Keep the baby tummy to tummy, okay? So you want your baby facing the mom's tummy. If a baby's on their back, they develop this Moro reflex, which is a newborn reflex. It's a startle reflex. And you'll see that when you unwrap a baby and they'll startle when they're on their back. That's a normal reflex. However, when they're breastfeeding, you don't want them startling or biting down. So tummy to tummy is excellent. And then you want to think about positioning your baby and supporting not so much the head because people will sometimes push the head down that causes the baby to close their mouth, but support the sort of the nape of the neck and the back of the shoulders. That way you're pulling the baby in that way. And just like ourselves, when we drink water, if you had somebody pushing your head down, it would be very uncomfortable. But if somebody supported the back of your head and your neck, it allows them to tilt and to look up. So those are some things to think about. Now you can do what is called a cross cradle. So the baby is here. You're taking your hands behind the shoulders and neck of the baby, bringing the baby on this way. You can do another position called the football hold, which is again, pillows bringing the baby to the side. Sometimes that helps moms to see a little more what's happening. Um, those are two very good positions. Some moms will just cradle the baby and the baby will latch well, but you don't have as much control on the shoulders and the neck. So sometimes the babies will not latch as deeply. Um, some positions that we don't recommend usually for the first uh, few days or weeks are a sideline position because it is very hard for moms to really see what's going on. So unless you're a very experienced mom and you can kind of feel that the latch is correct, sometimes, um, although it's very tempting when you're tired and uh, have just given birth, that sometimes does not work as well. Um, but these positions, of course, will also evolve. The first couple of weeks will be very different than after the baby's a few months old. And the bottom line is, if it feels comfortable to you, the baby is, is feeding well, there's no pain or trauma involved, then that's fine. But these are some of the more common positions that we find work well. 
What are you looking for to see that the baby is indeed feeding well? Feeding well. Well, so latching well or feeding well? I guess latching well to latching start with. Well. Okay, so we'll, we'll probably cover both. But um, so one thing with a baby, um, and I actually brought a little uh, device to a little model. Lovely. Uh, yeah. So when a baby is latched well to the breast, you do want to see the mouth open and we call it flanged or fish lips. So depending, everybody uh, will have different shaped nipples, different sizes of the brown area, which is called the areola. But in general, you want to see the baby covering as much of the areola as possible and not just on the tip of the nipple. Um, many times also moms will feel that pinching or biting down feeling, and that is not something that is uh, good for breastfeeding. You may feel when the baby's latch correctly, tugging and pulling, but you shouldn't feel that really sharp shooting pain. So one way we can do that is if you are looking at the breast like a sandwich, okay, and look at the areola as your target, okay? So I always tell moms, a lot of times they're trying to pinch right here. So your baby's trying to land right where your fingers are. That's probably not going to work very well. Look at your areola as like a landing pad or a target and keep your fingers a little bit outside. But then squeeze down as much as possible so that you are shaping the baby's um, mouth in the direction or the breast in the direction of the baby's mouth, right? So if the baby's mouth is going this way and the breast is going this way, just like a big sandwich, it's going to be easy for the baby to get on and take a big bite. Now, sometimes that can be challenging because mom's hand position, maybe she's putting her breast this way and the baby's mouth is this way, that's going to be a difficult fit. So it may take a little bit of uh, manipulation on what's the best way to do that. If there's a partner involved and mom feels comfortable, you can also kind of ask the partner to help. So this can help the baby get on. So also babies will kind of tend to not want to open their mouth. I hear very often, my baby has a tight jaw or the baby's got a receding chin. These are actually very normal findings. So if you think about a newborn baby in the womb for months and months, they are tucked in, their jaws are tight, their chins are receded. And that is something that will resolve with being out using their jaw and learning to breastfeed. However, it's important in the early days that when you have your baby coming to breast, they don't have the small mouth and just grab on the end. So how do you make them open up? One thing you can do is hold the baby back a little bit, support the back of the shoulders of the neck, and just gently with the nipple go from the nose to the chin and just wait. Now the baby sometimes will do this little, little mouth and then all of a sudden you'll have a huge mouth that's when you're pushing them on very quickly. I know sometimes the families will say it feels violent. I'm like, it's not violent, but you are bringing the baby to you <laughs> at that moment so that ideally when they're opening, they're able to open and cover a big area. So just think, again, a big breast sandwich. They want to get a really good mouthful in order to get that proper latch. Sometimes as well, if you think about pointing the nipple up towards the top of the baby's mouth as opposed to just going in like this, a little bit more like this, it will help them to open and get a little more tissue in the mouth. And so it's a, a little bit of a tricky process. Mm -hmm. um, that's why it's helpful if you have help from a lactation consultant in the hospital or outside that, that can help because it does take some time to learn. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's a process. It's not something that uh, everybody gets the first time. And it's important to really understand that like any new thing, like I always tell families, think about learning to ride a bike. In the beginning, it wasn't easy, right? And you fall off and it feels awkward and you try again and again. But it's like a, a muscle memory process for both the mom and the baby. So as you do this over and over again, and you will do this hundreds of times in the course of the few weeks that you're really establishing breastfeeding, it will start to become easier. Of course, we can talk about you know what to do if that's not the case because everybody has a little different journey. 
If the baby is only latched to the very tip of the nipple, mm-hmm. which, um, as we know, causes mom a whole lot of pain and isn't particularly effective, how can you gently reposition the baby? Well, there's a couple things you can do. If the baby is already, say, on the breast and you can see the lower lip is a little curled, sometimes if you push the breast back, and again, often the partner can do this easier than the mom, very gently pushing on the baby's chin and just to pull out the lower lip. So you should see that open rounding, like I say, like little fish slips for the baby. Sometimes that's enough and that will make the latch more comfortable. If it's not comfortable at that point, then the best thing is to just simply take the baby off and relatch. And just think of this as, again, multiple times of practice will over time improve the situation. If the baby is on the breast, if you take your finger or pinky finger, go right into the corner right here, kind of like a little fish hook and push down on the baby's jaw. So you really do want to push down quite firmly. So the babies, as they feel the nipple slipping out, will try to bite. And so you don't want that to happen. So you can just push them down and then just re uh, reposition, relatch, get yourself set up and try again. Also, if the baby is feeding and a little bit sleepy, which sometimes can be the case in the early days, taking the baby off, rubbing the back, burping the baby, even taking the baby completely away, changing the diaper can help them to kind of wake up and then uh, go back on the same breast or the second side if it's now time to do that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I know uh, we've talked about, you know, kind of how to tell that the initial latch is good. How can we tell as the baby is progressing that the baby's getting enough milk? That's a great question, Julia. And I think that's the most common fear that all new parents have is like you want to make sure your baby's doing well and we can't measure always, you know, quantitatively how much a baby's getting. But in fact, you actually can measure certain things that will tell us. So one thing that we tell our families, at least in the beginning, the first few weeks, partly is the time. You want your baby at the breast feeding actively for a good 15 or 20 minutes each side, uh, if possible. Sometimes they'll feed more, sometimes they'll feed less. But watch to make sure the baby isn't just at the breast, asleep, occasionally sucking and falling asleep. That's not a nutritive suck. A nutritive suck in the first couple of days of life might be five to 10 little sucks, stop, pause, five or 10 seconds, start again, those sorts of patterns. As the mom's milk supply becomes more and the flow is bigger, you'll see more one-to-one sucking, suck, swallow, suck, swallow. You'll see the jaw dropping down and sometimes you'll even hear little swallowing sounds. Um, when you take the baby off, you'll see maybe some milk in the mouth. Uh, when the baby is done feeding and has fed well, the baby will come off. And one thing is very useful to look at is the arm. If you lift their arm up and they're resisting you still, they may still be hungry. But when they come off and they have that limp ragdoll look, that's really very um, indicative that they're probably done with the feeding. Um, Wet diapers and poopy diapers, especially the first week, are a very um, good thing to tell if the baby's doing well. And I tell families the first week, look at the days of life as the minimum number of wet diapers that you want to see in your babies. Pretty simple concept, right? So babies will come out. They don't always have six to eight wet diapers the first week. But day one, they should have at least one pee and one poop, right? The second day, two and two. And it should go up during the first week. After six to eight days, yeah, you should start seeing six to eight wet diapers in a 24-hour period. And you should see that their soil diapers should change. You know, they have the initial diapers are that really thick, dark meconium that they have during the pregnancy, which is just accumulated during the nine months. 
But as they start getting breast milk, you should start to see the color of the diapers change and that will go eventually to a green and then a yellow seedy consistency. Sometimes as they get older, the wet diapers, the wet diapers should keep always being a good quantity. Sometimes the, the dirty diapers, though, not so much. You won't see necessarily six to eight, uh, soil diapers in a 24-hour period. It can be more common to go even a couple days without, uh, you know, stools. But your good heavy wet diapers are a very good indication. So those are things you're looking for. The baby's satisfied. They're starting to produce more. Moms should feel somewhere between day three and five, like their breasts are getting fuller, fuller and heavier. Not everybody comes out or nobody usually is coming, you know, with a full milk supply when their baby's first born. And many moms get concerned that I, my breasts aren't full. What's going on? It's all supply and demand, and it takes usually three to five days, especially if you've had a C-section or some trauma in your delivery, blood loss, different things like that. It can just take your body a little longer to um, start to produce milk. But putting your baby on frequently, letting that baby stimulate the breast is a great way to make sure that that supply gets established. Once the mom's milk starts to increase around day three to five, then you normally will see the baby's weight start to go up. So very normal, the babies will lose weight the first several days of life, but as mom's milk supply starts to increase, they slowly will increase their weight. If a baby is back to their birth weight by two weeks of life and thriving in other ways that I described, that's a very reassuring sign. On the other hand, if you don't see good wet diapers, you moms are not feeling fuller, the weight gain is not what's expected. Those are definitely not normal signs. You should be speaking to your pediatrician, possibly talking to a lactation consultant. Some options would be mom could possibly pump and give her milk to the baby. Um, and if that's not an option, then they need to speak you know, to their pediatrician or their provider on does the baby need formula or what would be the next steps. You know, We hear these horror stories of babies that are breastfed and are starving to death or having issues. That should never be happening. You know, We are promoting breastfeeding, but we're also promoting good health of our infants. And so those are things we want to look for. That's so helpful. I, I feel like one of the most common questions I often hear are parents, how can I increase my uh, breast milk supply? What are some strategies for doing that? Yeah. So it kind of depends on your baby and you and how old your baby is, right? So if you have a baby that's a normal term baby, everything went well, you've been with your baby and baby is feeding well, um, breastfeeding on demand is really the most important thing. And uh, I do sometimes have parents that say, how do I get my baby on a schedule? That's really not uh, recommended your first weeks of life. Babies, when they're breastfed, have uh, different feeding patterns. They'll have some feedings that are a snack, some feedings that are a full meal. What we're trying to encourage is at least eight to 12 feedings in a 24-hour period. That could look like every hour. That could look like every three to four hours. But if you do the math, eight hours and eight uh, times in 24 hours is about every three hours is an average. So if you aren't putting your baby to breast frequently, you may not get the milk supply um, that you need. Now, sometimes the babies can be separated from the moms, either temporarily or long-term. If they're born prematurely and they're in the intensive care unit, then it's very important that moms uh, start pumping as quickly as possible. We always recommend if the mom is medically stable in the first hours, it's very, very uh, beneficial to start pumping. If you can't pump, hand expressing is also a very good thing to do. Trying to replicate, you know, the baby who's not able to breastfeed. Um, sometimes, um, you know, baby will be with you, but still very sleepy. They can have elevated um, bilirubin, so otherwise known as jaundice, that can make them very sleepy. Or sometimes they have a kind of a difficult labor, mom and baby. So there are things that can stand in the way. But in those first days, frequent feeding is, is very important to getting your milk supply. 
also famously, and most moms and dads may already be past this at this point, but in the second night usually is when babies wake up and do this thing called cluster feeding, which is very, very demanding for the families who are already exhausted, and these babies feed constantly. And the most common conception is my baby's starving, something's wrong. And, you know, many times they'll give bottles, they'll give formula or what have you. If there's no medical indication that the baby needs this, sometimes that can really interfere with the mom's supply because the baby starts taking more volume via a bottle and then doesn't want to breastfeed as well. So that can set mom up for poor supply because in those first days of life, the mom's hormones that make milk, the prolactin and so forth, are very high and just prime for the mama to start making milk. So that stimulation is very important. But again, sometimes we have moms with different circumstances, and then you have different periods of a mom and baby's relationship. So if things are going well and everything is on track, the first four to six weeks we recommend only breastfeeding, but then around four to six weeks, pumping is also recommended so the baby can start getting used to taking a bottle uh, at that point so that uh, mom's in preparation for going to work or just maybe dads or other family members, other partners want to take part. That's also um, very, you know, normal and, and desirable. So um, those are some things you can start doing. Now, of course, there's always exceptions. And if you have special circumstances, you know, talking to a provider, talking to a lactation consultant, but those are kind of the basic uh, principles that we, we follow and tell families. Thank you. I think that it's so helpful to kind of distinguish between that the frequency of need that the baby has to come to the breast, that's a natural phenomena, even if it's every hour or every two hours, which feels so crazy when it's actually happening. But to look at objective uh, information such as the you know dirty diapers and the wet diapers, as you said, to decide whether or not baby's getting enough, that, that just because baby needs to be on the breast more frequently doesn't mean that baby's not getting it. Right. And another point along that same lines is babies do go through growth spurts as well during the whole course of their breastfeeding experience. So you'll find a baby that's feeding really regularly and doing well, and then we'll have two, three, four days of just, again, that almost like second night cluster feeding, constantly, constantly feeding. That can be very unnerving to families. And so watch the weight gain, uh, watch the output. And in general, if it's a short period, it is probably a growth spurt mm-hmm. and very normal. Um, unfortunately, a lot of formula companies are very good at um, sending samples to new families at, say, the three-week three mark, six-week mark. These are growth spurt uh, kind of common times. So it just parents doubt themselves sometimes. It's very normal. So again, Look at the overall data. Talk to your doctor if you're concerned. You could go in and have a weight check on the baby, and if everything looks, you know, like it's progressing well, um, you can be probably pretty confident it's a growth spurt. Two to three days, four days. Now, two to three weeks, constant feeding, constant hunger is probably not normal, and often you will see a correspondence with maybe poor weight gain and other factors. But regardless, that constant, constant feeding day in and out would not be normal. And we also have to talk about the mom's mental health too, right? Mm-hmm. It can be very demanding being a new mom new parent. Um, and sometimes, you know, uh, it can be very overwhelming. So with all that I'm saying, it's also check in with yourself, how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, y- you have to be enjoying your baby and your experience. And there's so many different ways to parent and so many different ways to feed your baby. So, you know, that's also part of the journey, right? It's not a Certainly. perfect process, right? It's yeah. But it's perfect for you at the end, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I'd love to, to hear from you about, you know, various resources that are out there for mm-hmm. parents, 
starting with, you know, where they just decide to give birth and what it means to go to a, a baby-friendly hospital versus a, a hospital that doesn't have that designation. That doesn't have that. So the baby-friendly hospital initiative is in an international certification, and there's there's 10 steps to baby-friendly, which you can Google online. Mm-hmm. I won't go into that. But basically, it's promoting um, breastfeeding is the best practice for feeding babies, keeping babies together with their moms, um, educating staff and providing resources. That's really a lot of what uh, is involved. Mm-hmm. So a baby-friendly hospital will not have, for example, a newborn healthy nursery that they'll take the baby from you after the birth. Now, some families are uh, a little bit shocked when they come in if they don't really understand that concept. We want to sleep, take our baby away. <laughs> We're like, well, we don't do that because the babies are feeding on demand, and we know that's so important to promote breastfeeding. Um, there are several baby-friendly hospitals in San Diego. Um, they usually will dedicate uh, resources to having you know, lactation consultants training their staff. The baby-friendly um, designation requires staff to have a certain number of hours, even if they're not uh, breastfeeding certified, just so that they understand breastfeeding and some of the basics. So often the nurses are very helpful and the doctors and even some of the other ancillary staff in, in promoting breastfeeding. Um, so that that's uh, a great thing if you can get access to that. Mm-hmm. However, you know, not every hospital will have that, of course. Not every family can have access to that. So some resources, uh, for example, um, if obviously in the hospital you can have a lactation consultant, that's great. Um, there are also resources. So if you have a local breastfeeding coalition in your area here in San Diego, we're very lucky to have the San Diego Breastfeeding Coalition. If you go to their website, it's breastfeeding.org, you can go to a list of resources that they have of different individual um, lactation specialists and pediatricians and so forth that can help with breastfeeding. Talk to your providers, you know, your pediatrician or your community health clinic. Some of them do have uh, lactation consultants or lactation counselors, educators on staff, or maybe they know somebody and can work with them. Um, if you have access to WIC, WIC is a great resource for moms. Um, they help with not only breastfeeding advice, but they can help with getting moms pumps and that sort of thing. So that's excellent. Um, there are... Um, the Lactation Network is a new kind of resource that's out there that pairs moms with their um, insurance and their geographical area with providers of lactation services. Mm-hmm. So that can be really great. Or call and look online for breastfeeding support groups. A lot of them, unfortunately, now are more remote due to the whole COVID, mm-hmm. but some of them also have warm lines. They can also help uh, try to pair moms and babies and with a lactation consultant or parents and babies, I should say. Those sound like some great resources. Thank you. Is there anything else that you feel like you just wish moms and their families know going into this breastfeeding experience? So much, right? So much. <laughs> I, I feel like it's a it's a very challenging thing to do, and I feel it's like uh, people need to give themselves grace with this, okay? It's a, it's a new skill. Like I compared it to riding a bike, or if you've ever learned to play a musical instrument or even learn how to write, you know, you don't learn things or read. You know, it, it doesn't happen immediately. It's a new thing for two people, not the mom and the baby. So even if you're an experienced mom, every baby's different. Even if you breastfed a three-year-old, you know, uh, it's a newborn baby. So, you know, try to get as much help as you can. Also, understand in the first days it can be really, really challenging. There's a lot of data that indicates that the first month of breastfeeding, that the satisfaction, the soreness, and the mom's feeling of, you know, being more confident does get better and better. Mm -hmm. But it takes several days, sometimes even several weeks. Mm -hmm. So try to find as many resources you can. Uh, If you are able, that's that's wonderful. Um, But give yourself uh, some some 
patience and some understanding that it's not easy, okay? I do joke sometimes, if it was easy, I wouldn't have a job. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not impossible, and you can definitely learn this with help and support. And everybody's journey is a little different, too. Some moms have to go back to work at two or three weeks, you know? Some moms are able to be off for months, and, you know, it's we're all different. We all have different circumstances. So try not to judge each other and uh, help as much as possible, you know, to connect people with resources. Um, if you've been through an experience, you may be able to help people around you. And, yeah, just give yourself, uh, you know, patience and time and some tenderness. It's a tough time for not just the babies but for the family. So that's my wish. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thanks for all of this helpful information today. And on behalf of both of us here at UC San Diego Health, we wish you a healthy, joyful, and successful breastfeeding journey.